I'm Jo Chan Yan. And I'm Donna He, and we are two brand designers who met on Instagram and now we are great friends. We can't get enough about nurturing your brand and your mindset when it comes to building a conscious vision led business. We love honest conversations and digging deep into the things that contribute to your path in making a positive impact in the world. Hello and welcome to the Brand Journey Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode Hi. of the Brand Journey Podcast. How are you, Donahi? How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. That's I'm a little good. bit tired. I'm excited for Friday. Um, but I'm good. It's been a good week. How are you? It's been a busy week. Yeah, I've been busy, but in a good way. I'm also tired and I'm also looking forward to Friday as well. So once again, <laughs> we are pretty much aligned with how our weeks are going. And I'm really excited to talk to you and learn more about your perspective on what it means to be an unapologetic brand. It's yeah. something I know that you've done a lot of thinking and rumination on as well because it's really is such a big part of the brands that you serve and also mm -hmm. the, the types of business owners that work with you as well so yeah. like in terms of the intentionality in being unapologetic this means so much to me as well so I'm really excited to chat to you about it and also like help define for our listeners like what we mean when we say unapologetic and mm. what we mean when we say intentional um because some of those words can come with like preconceived notions and yeah yes. I wanted to say like this is going to be a good one so let's dive into it <laughs> yeah I mean I think you said it right like I think you know, this conversation is so specific to our perspective, my perspective, your perspective on what this means. And like you said, I think this word unapologetic can mean different things to everyone. So um, I think for me, when I think about a brand that's unapologetic, and this comes from me working with the type of people that I work with, who are really passionate about, um, you know, making a difference in the world, who whose work is very much rooted in community and serving other people. And I think these are people who are, um, who are ambitious and who are really passionate about mm. making a difference. So when I think about unapologetic, this is a, a word that I consistently use in my brand mm. because of that, because I know that my ideal client really responds to that word in the yeah. same way that I do. So we have a similar or same definition of that. Mm. So as we talk through this, these things in this episode, I encourage you to think about what that means to you and to take what we speak to use what, whatever applies to you, but also encourage you to reflect on that, mm. to, to discover a little bit more as to what this could look like for you and your business. So the word unapologetic, I know that it can have a negative meaning perhaps as of something that feels brazen or rough or bold or loud or disrespectful or disorderly. I don't think of it in that way. I think of being proud of who you are, where you come from, your identity, being confident about what you stand for, your values, your worldview, and not really being afraid of 
speaking out, sharing your thoughts, and not being afraid of of failing also. Mm. Accepting that as you're learning that you're going to make mistakes, but not hiding that. Using that to show the world that you're okay with making mistakes because you're learning. So being able to embrace fully who you are without having to apologize for anything. To me, it's all about self-acceptance, self-value, self-love, stepping into yourself in a way that feels really true to who you are, regardless of the external expectations. Mm. I think of it as a, in a positive way that's all about yourself, yeah. accepting who you are, celebrating your own power, unique gifts, using your strengths for good, believing deeply in your own capacity for being the best person that you can be. Mm. Staying away from the negative part to really focusing on who we are deep down inside and like celebrating that. Yeah. That's what I mean by unapologetic. I love that, Donahue. I think that's so wonderful. And it's such a rich, immersive experience of a, a person, like the person behind the brand as well, in terms of how you've defined it. And I love what you were saying around it's being the best human we can be. And I think like that's the thing around my definition of unapologetic brand is for product-based brands. It's like, how can you create that change through the products Mm -hmm. or the services Mm -hmm. that you bring into the world? We are the humans behind the brands and that's the way we serve. So you're, Brand, in a way, is just a vehicle for how you can serve the purpose, your overall intention and the vision that you have into the world. It was really interesting because before we pressed record on the episode, Donahue and I had this, as we normally do, we have like a bit of a discussion around what we're going to talk about. (laughs) And I was like, Donahue, I don't think I'm an unapologetic brand because I didn't, (laughs) I, I read through like your summary of the notes, but for some reason, I still felt like I had to be this loud, brash, bold Mm. version of me. And I know that a lot of other brands feel that too, because they have that perspective of the word unapologetic. But I think this is why we're calling the episode also intentional branding, if that resonates more strongly for you, because I think my definition of unapologetic brands has definitely shifted since we've had that initial discussion Mm -hmm. and it's just made me realize okay so it's the full embodiment of our values our vision our mission and how we bring that into the world and you know it doesn't mean that we need to be the loudest brand in the shop we could be the quiet slow quietly confident brand gentle But there's still so much power and strength and grounding in the way we push our message or the way we serve and deliver our message into the world. Mm -hmm. For me, it's just standing your ground as to what you really believe in, what your values are, and really, like you said, embodying that without um, shame or apologizing for it. Mm. It's all about really how intentional we are with these actions, behaviors, the message that we put out in the world, and not being afraid of speaking your mind, not being afraid of sharing your opinion because of judgment or anything else. Mm. I think about what conversations you have around people and how you, when you speak with conviction, 
Because mm. I think being unapologetic is about that. It's about speaking with conviction and not hiding behind because of fear. Like you said, you can be the complete opposite. You know, you're not an entertainer. You're somebody who's a little bit more gentle and more quiet. You're not, I'm not an entertainer at all, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you still can have that power in how you talk about and the things that you you believe in. It could be things about your industry that you stand against. And maybe this is why you approach marketing in the way that you do, because you really dislike what everybody else is doing or the idea of marketing that we have in our heads as to being sleazy and just mm. shady and things mm. like that. So mm. that's kind of what I think about just being really intentional about it and celebrating who we are. But what does this look like as a brand or for a brand? How can we embody these qualities as a brand? And what does it look like for personal brand or service-based or a product-based brand? The reason I wanted to talk about this is because I know, we know that in 2022, <laughs> <laughs> with the amount of information that we are receiving through social media, through the TV and everything else, and seeing how companies and brands react to what is happening in the world. We're paying attention now more than ever how companies behave. What is the culture that they, that they have? Who owns the company? What values do they actually stand for? And can we actually see them taking action in the things that they're saying that they believe in, that they're preaching about, or are they not? You know, so I think we're learning to be more inclusive in our language, in our practices, in our culture. When we see these companies not following through, what we're seeing is that more people are being driven to call them out on it and saying, mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to support you anymore because you're saying you're this thing and you're mm -hmm. actually doing the complete opposite. And the reason why is because we feel deceived. Yeah. We're, we're being lied to. And then we're supporting with our dollars these companies that are supposedly doing something good to progress and move forward in the world, when in reality, it could be not the reality. Yeah. Um, so it could be like greenwashing, or maybe they're, you know, supporting certain charities and they're not, or they're yelling out that they're super inclusive and all about diversity. And in reality, they're not. They're treating their employees horribly, things like that. So we can't really know everything that happens behind closed doors in a brand or a company. I'm just talking about the awareness that we have now as consumers and the power that we have to make more informed decisions yes. about a brand. Yeah. Nowadays, people tend to do a lot more research into a company yeah. or a brand before they purchase from that brand. I know that even like how yes, I shop I now versus how I shopped back in the day is so completely different. Yeah. I would do so much research, just picking like a toothbrush, for example, I would still go and like <laughs> do, a, do a Google search, like find a website, go through what they're saying about their company. And I think we're a lot more, I think we're able to pick up when companies use greenwashing, for example, or when mm -hmm. they're saying that they're one thing, but they're actually doing something else. It's almost like we have the spidey senses. We kind of 
are able to see the shallowness in someone's right. words mm-hmm. through their social media and through, you know, like what they write on the website. Of course, you know, some companies are able to kind of hide a lot of that stuff still. And it is going, you know, it does take a little bit more time to go in depth to understand whether a company is actually standing behind the values that they say they are. But I think nowadays, we're so much more aware of that when Mm -hmm. it's happening. And I think in terms of when it comes to building our businesses, for me, it's really inspiring, because it means that everybody is told, you know, we need to step up and really show the world how we're actually going to walk our talk you know yes that we can't just be empty promises behind like systems that don't actually support those values at the end of the day so as a small business owner and like working with clients as a service-based business I've loved the challenge around continuously improving aspects of my business so that everything feels aligned and I think that's the thing Mm -hmm. how can you bring your brand and your business into full alignment with the intention in terms of how you want to serve. Yeah, that reminds me too of the intentional part of that, you know, when we're talking about how to be unapologetic and intentional with this context is with my clients when we go through a strategy and we we talk about values, it's important for them to define what these values, not only what they are, but how they're going to embody and implement these values into their businesses because you can't just pick a word and say this means this and then not put anything into practice yeah and then this is how people connect to us right like we are who we are we say who we are and we show that by our the way we behave and the way we we work so Mm -hmm. if these values are not reflected in our business then what are we doing yes it goes back to the same thing when you're saying one thing and you're not you need (laughs) to be able to prove that like you said walk the talk It's important for you to be true to yourself in your brand and not doing things because they're trendy. Yes. Not being bold and speak out because it's trendy, but it's because you really believe in that message that you're supporting or in that message that you're you're sharing and being able to put things into practice. So we talked about creating boundaries on the other boundaries episode Mm. for yourself and your business, being unapologetic about that, Mm. being confident about your services and your process, not following trends because it's cool. Yeah. And I think with the trends in this particular case that I'm thinking about, when we often see like brands using like a style of design, you know, whatever they find Mm -hmm. that has a certain look or trend, um, (laughs) just because They've seen it on so many other brands and they're like, you know what, I'm going to use this for my brand. And it might not be the actual, like the right fit for your brand's personality, but because it's trendy, people tend to think that that's what they need for their brand, even though it's not. And I think this conversation is really about like, if you are super clear on what your brand's personality is, what it represents. And especially if you're working with a designer or a brand designer, you'll be able to like really flesh what this looks like in detail and what this visually looks like. You have that option to choose a different path, a different visual (laughs) way of expressing your brand so that it is actually positioning you in a different way that's going to actually serve your brand better in the long run than actually picking like a trendy font or trendy layouts just because you're seeing it everywhere online. Yeah. And that goes back to the idea of 
doing things because it's right for you and not because you see it in other people doing it. And this could be also what you see within your industry, not just Mm -hmm. as business owners, not online business owners, but you don't have to fit into this box. If you know that you can do things differently, Mm -hmm. that's being unapologetic, you know, stepping out of that comfort zone and saying like, even if I feel like everybody's doing the same thing I'm doing, how can I have a different angle or how can my perspective, my lens change this a little bit so it feels more like me and more specific to who I am. Yeah, that can be something that you actually weave into your product offerings or your Mm -hmm. services as well, because it's really your perspective, you know, your philosophy on a service or a product range, for example. So like for me, like one of my values is around practice and depth and depth really comes to light when I take my clients through brand discovery and, you know, the strategic design for their brand and their branding. We go into so much depth about all those different aspects of it. We don't just go in and choose colors from the start. We actually (laughs) make sure that everything else that underpins those decisions are coming from a place that really resonates and works for that particular brand. My framework has been something I've developed in a way that really helps me exercise and practice that value of depth. Another example around focusing on doing what's right for you and really changing things up in the industry is some of the brands that I've been working with over the years are eco-sustainable brands. And Mm -hmm. so the printer that they work with is really important. They choose to work with printers that use vegetable and compostable inks. They use packaging that is compostable, biodegradable. So they're opting for these different choices in their products that really go back to their values. And yes, it very likely printing with compostable inks may sometimes cost more. The print effect can be a little bit difficult, especially also using recycled plastics. It's not going to always be a clear plastic. It might have a tint to it as well. But it's one of the things that the companies that I've worked with and the brands that I've worked with are like, you know what, we're going to stand behind this decision, even though on the shelf, it might not look as slick as someone else, but this really honors our decisions and our values. And that's how they change the industry. But by doing so, I I wanted to add to this, by doing so and purchasing from these companies or these printers, you're increasing the volume of demand for these types of resources to be widely available. And that's how it changes the industry because other brands can find compostable inks and compostable Mm -hmm. solutions or recyclable plastics accessible for them as well because the demand goes up. That's what we mean about really bringing it down, not just to how you move through the world, but it's like in your processes and in each decision that you make along the way. Yeah, it's like not cutting corners, you know, because you this is what you really are standing for and the mission that you're after. If you start cutting corners, then, you know, things get watered down and then you start like cutting corners everywhere. And then that's when greenwashing comes through. But that that can mean with with a lot of different things, not just like greenwashing. Yeah. 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 It's all about stepping into the role that you want to be perceived as And that wanting to be perceived that should be real and authentic and true to who you are, not fitting into other people's ideas of what you should look, 
or be or act like. But, you know, if you want to be a brand that's perceived a certain way, whether it's that a brand that cares about this issue or a brand that does things in this way or somebody that is constantly trying to do things differently and trying better ways of doing things, being able to to step into that role and understanding like how do you want your customers to think of you? What is that idea that they have in your head? And being able to carry that through, whether it's your products or your services or even just how you show up in social media. I have two examples of brands that I immediately think of as, I don't like the word disruptors, you know, brands that are being different and that they're being themselves and also being like confident and proud of what they're doing and how they're going about it. One of them is Thinks. It's a period brand. It's not your typical period brand. It's like, it's very modern. They talk all about all about inclusivity. They talk about the menstrual cycle in a different way, in a way mm. that feels more acceptable and mm. like no shame. There's no shame in it. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like a celebration of your body, you know, like yeah. natural. It's normal. It, yeah. it happens to all the women, you know, yes. and whatever, you know, they're very involved in like initiatives and charities and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is Imperfect Foods. I think this is, I don't know, it's probably just in the U.S. It's a company that takes like the produce that nobody wants to buy that wouldn't qualify as acceptable or pretty uh, by the grocery stores. Um, and then they became a subscription box so you can get it delivered That's really um, at cool. Home. That's a great yeah, so it's initiative. Like, That's wonderful. Yeah, because like all this product gets thrown away because we think it doesn't look good when it's perfectly Mm. fine. And yeah, you're going to eat it. You're going to peel it. You're going to cut it. It doesn't matter anyway. So they created this brand around that. And it's I love it. It's so cool. Even though I don't like the word disruption, if you want to build an unapologetic unapologetic, unapologetic (laughs) brand, that's intentional, you have to be ready to make a little bit of a disruption to shift people's minds and let people in in your perspective so that you can use your voice and and make that happen. Yeah, I love the Thinks brand. We have it also in Australia. Mm. So it's awesome. I remember when I first heard of it, I was like, wow, this is really a new way of talking about periods that I wasn't (laughs) aware of at that stage. It was a number of years ago. And a few other brands that came to mind um, is one that I've worked in. I was working for a company called Loving Earth, and it is a really beautiful vegan chocolate brand. They also do health foods as well, but uh, everything they source is sourced so responsibly. They have these wonderful relationships with the farmers and that whole process is a very honored process it is 100% sustainable and I just love the circular economy that it creates in the world of food 
but also they have a value for you know really delicious chocolate as well so it's almost like how can we do this in the most sustainable and ethical way mm-hmm. how can we really build community within this and it's also like communities from where they source their materials like not the materials the ingredients like cacao but also like the um, indigenous communities in Australia where they source some of their um, tea from as well all of these things are like really a big part of what loving earth believes in and Mm -hmm. really drives Mm -hmm. for as well just being able to work in this company it really changed my understanding of how just how much a brand can really take on its values not just from like the packaging like the compostable packaging sustainable like I worked on all of that so I know that it's compostable (laughs) but like also working behind the scenes you're able to see how those values really filter through the community we had vegan lunches every Thursday and like it was very very intentional that was the big word that I would have for it that's one brand that I really loved um, Mm -hmm. and really love as well Um, and then another brand is Superfeed So I haven't worked on this brand, but I love what they're doing on social media. But the thing that they really stand for is the processing for mushroom blends. So it's again, like mushroom powders, they kind of go through it in a very scientific way. There's a real respect for the process and how efficacy is the main sort of value for this particular company. Um, So it's not just about selling like mushroom elixirs left, right and center with cheap ingredients and products that don't really convert to efficacy. They actually go through that scientific rigor to make sure that everything that you get from the product is actually having the impact that it's intended to have on your body. So again, that is something that I really value because you're supporting these businesses so, of course, you want the product to be as effective on your body as, as possible as well. So, yeah, I really love that. I really love their value for, for rigor in this particular case. That's so cool. I love that so much. I There are so many really cool brands out there that are disrupting their own industries. And, and yeah. we're just being so much more hyper aware and doing our, our own research as much as we can in order to support with our dollars. Mm. Yeah. To close this conversation, I think that in 2021, it's so important for us to be mindful. And- 2022. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Time flies. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, yeah, it's so important for us to be really mindful, you know, who we are as brands and what we're trying to to do, right? And I really do think that we have to rethink what is truly authentic to us as individuals, as individual brands, and for us to really take our unique qualities and think about how can we really infuse these into the thread of our brands? How can we infuse our personality, our values, our voice? It gives so much more power to the thing behind the business, like what that foundation is. Really understanding not only what we stand for, but what do we stand against? And not just like, politically or environmental, all that, but like within our own industry or within our own process, like how do we want our schedules to look like? What do we not want to do? Mm. 
what's the culture of our company and like the people that we hire um, or the people that we work with and collaborate with as well. Like it doesn't just stop at the product or the brand or the service, but it weaves through everything. Exactly. Standing out doesn't mean that we have to be loud about it, obnoxious about it. It's just all about having the confidence and conviction behind the message that we're putting out and forming deeper connections with our clients and our customers. That's just a result of what is going to happen when we step up in that way, because they're going to be able to relate to us. They're going to agree with us. They're going to connect with us on a much deeper level than just appreciating our pretty photos or our cool products. So not being afraid of doing things differently. There's definitely a whole lot of value in not fitting in. And I think to me, the most important part is celebrating our unique perspective and using our voices to share that with the world. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so inspiring. And in terms of like, just thinking about all the different ways that we can be different and Mm -hmm. not fit in and do things our way. I think that is going to be something that really positions your brand for success um, and for longevity as well, because it means that it's really true to who you are at the end of the day. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Brand Journey Podcast with Donahue and me, Zoe Chen Yang. We're so excited to be bringing you these <laughs> wonderful little ruminations. Yeah, from like, you know, the the conversations that we often have and it's just a it's a joy to be able to record them and actually serve these onto um a podcast format so thank you so much for listening in and we look forward to seeing you next time bye